Hey, everybody. Welcome to the exciting episode three of Strike Force Five. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait a second. Amazing. Wait. Sorry. Was, Amazing. I was cold. Sorry. I wasn't warmed up. I'm, I'm embarrassed. You always, the Strike Force is always ready. I'll start again. I'm going to sure. start again. I'm going to start it again. <laughs> okay. All right. Clean edit, Mike. Hi, I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Welcome to episode three of Strike Force Five. Oh, yeah. This is it. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Jimmy Fallon. Good morning, Stephen Colbert. Good morning, Seth Myers. Good morning, John Oliver. Good morning, one. Good morning, all. Did you? Did anyone notice that Kimmel did not hit Strike Force Five sound effect when I said Strike Force Five? Now he's three behind. That's one. That's one. You're two more behind. No, I've said it three times now. But I hit it the last time. I feel like maybe you didn't hear it. I think the listeners have a sigh of relief every time you forget to hit it. Do yeah. you think that? Do you, should I stop? Because, I mean, I have it. I think you guys are being awfully rosy about the idea that we have listeners. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but very much hashtag team stop <laughs> over here. Well, you know, there are five of us, so if you want to vote on whether or not we keep... I will defer to the group. Okay, let's vote right now. Let's Go. vote right now whether we keep the sound effect when we say the name. When we vote, do we podcast. do it on the podcast or do we text each other? Well, I think we can vote aloud. I think we, I would, I think we should vote aloud, yeah. it mm -hmm. being an audio medium. Yeah. Well, now Jimmy remembers that when he texts the group, we do just read it aloud on the podcast yeah. anyway. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> There's no secrets here. Show of hands, how many people want Jimmy Kimmel to continue to hit the, uh, the strike that when we say the name i want okay. that very much i okay. think uh, i yeah, like the sound of it i like the audio two. punctuation and i like the fact that he's on edge the whole time because he's waiting for it <laughs> i'm in i, I believe in it too i think consistency is what audiences mm -hmm. you know, return for Fallon, yeah. i've never felt closer to you than i feel right now <laughs> we, yeah we didn't even side text or anything we just felt the vibe no, we just knew and even yeah. though You're we saw three hands to already three hands gonna win and we we could have just been nice to go yeah sure no but i'd rather it be on the record where i stand i'm not sure that jimmy voted against it so much as he wasn't paying attention again when we <laughs> voted yes i didn't know what this was for but i'm i'm so poor <laughs> i think whatever uh, continue it I'd love it should we explain why we are doing this Absolutely. All of us have a staff who are out of work during uh, the WGA strike, uh, a strike that we all support. Yeah. Uh, we hope it ends by the time I finish this sentence. But until it ends, we've got a lot of people we work with. We've worked with them for many years, and we know that they need help. So uh, it was Jimmy Kimmel's idea to actually come up with uh, a podcast. Thank you. And we've got some. Yeah. Thank you, Kimmel, for caring. Hey, you know what? It's it's not easy to care more than everyone else, but somehow I managed to do it. You also, though, you came up with the podcast, but you also came up with the sound effect after sound effect. Force Five. You mean I'm just saying, for me, it's break even. The <laughs> kindest of <laughs> was that the surprise you had for us, by the way, uh, Jimmy Kimmel? When remember when we first started, you go, oh, and also I got a surprise for you guys. Was that yeah, it? Well, this was I like to bring a little treat, you know. I like to make I like to lift morale. I was wondering was... if that was it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. That There's was the whole trait. So for me, this is like a surprise party where it's an hour into it and Jimmy keeps yelling surprise. <laughs> I would do that too. <laughs> I love that idea. And then he has to crawl back into the cake. 
Yeah. <laughs> and we go, we know where you're going. Did you ever do a bit where anyone jumped out of cake on your show? Me? Anyone. Uh, no, I had uh, Ben and Jerry uh, climb out of a giant pint of ice cream on your show. That is true. At this point, we should reach out to Ben and Jerry just to see if they want to throw a little scratch our way, considering how much their product's being mentioned on the... Yeah, especially Jerry, for sure. Yeah, he's got Jim, that's, a, that's a good, weird question, by the way. Have you? Do you have an answer to that question? Have you had someone jump out of a cake? Yeah, I had a shirtless Seth Rogen jump out of a cake. Was it the worst bachelorette party ever? Did you know he was in the cake, or did you just buy a cake, and you're like, he just ate his way out of it? This is one of the weird, like one of the last times anyone's actually surprised me on the show because I go, hey, just don't surprise me anymore because I would have said, Seth, you don't need to do that. I appreciate it. We could have done something else, but they, that, my writers wanted to surprise me, and so they wheeled the cake out, and he came out and said happy birthday. Wait, how big was this cake? <laughs> Six foot three. And you were surprised that someone jumped out of a cake <laughs> that size. <laughs> Do you ordinarily get cakes that size? That would be the real surprise at this point is just making a cake that size. That's true. You're right. And it's, you cut into it, like and there's, it's just cake all the way through. Six foot sub, that would have been a surprise. If you go, wow, that actually got me on that one. Jimmy, do you remember it never aired, but I think it went to the table when we were at SNL. I don't know who wrote it, and I apologize. I'll try to find out before the next one. But it was a scene about a cake that everybody ate and only then someone said that a stripper had been inside it. The cake had been eaten. <laughs> we baked a 6,000-pound cake on our show to irritate Gervin Gouli Bodu Mohamedov, the uh, leader of Turkmenistan. Could you spell that for me, please? <laughs> G, and then the just lean on your lean on the keyboard. <laughs> just move your hand around a bit. I uh, banged my head on my computer. Now, they gave me they gave me yeah. a giant golden fork standing next to it. I held it over my head, and it's the happiest I've ever been. The entire studio smelt like sugar. Why would it upset him? Oh, because uh, he loved Guinness World Records. And to break a Guinness World Record, we, we baked the biggest cake in the history of the world, featuring him falling off a horse and face planting on the ground. <laughs> Isn't well, it the uh, worst when you do a big thing like that and you're like, oh, that was great, and then you realize none of the other late-night hosts even knew about it? <laughs> <laughs> Every time one of us tells a story and doesn't ring a bell to the others, there's a certain <laughs> moment of sadness. That's so true. <laughs> it feels like the exact opposite of an audio sting of an explosion. Just right. We have we do silence. have a second sound effect, which is a bell ringing, which we play <laughs> when there's recognition, and the fact that you haven't heard it yet. Yeah. Very telling. It's the biggest thing in our world when we're doing this. Yep. Yeah, we're like, man, right. they are going to be mad when they, they're going to wish oh, they got to this one. Oh, boy. <laughs> Wait, John, how many countries would you say that you don't feel safe going to based on things you've done on your show? Oh, quite a few, actually. That list is getting longer. I, I'm only kind of reminded of them when my wife suggests going somewhere. Like she yeah. once said, oh, I'd love to go to Thailand. I said, I don't think I can go with you, to be honest. I think I have a, a lesson. You're the Henry charge. Kissinger of late night. If your plane lands in certain countries... They just surround it with trucks. Yeah, that's right. I'm the Agent Orange. All right, let's 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 get professional here, folks. I want to pick up for my first subject on something that Kimmel started on the very first episode of Strike Force 5. Okay. Oh. oh. 
Okay, I, I, I'd like to change my vote. I would I like you to as well. I would like to change my vote. Revoting. I hate to I say I'm it. now voting with I'm I'm now voting with the NBC twins. Yeah. I am gonna go with those guys now because you did not take the responsibility. You didn't take the responsibility seriously. All my years on the Q I stuck my Q. neck out for you. I thought you were I, I hate the lightning strike, but I thought <laughs> it means so much to Kimmel. It does. I've got to vote with him. It's I'm, gone then. And guess uh, what? You guys are going to miss it. I'm still firmly on your side, Kimmel. The rest of you aren't appreciating <laughs> enough the panic that crosses his face when he realizes he's missed his one. Panic? I don't think anything crossed his face on that last one. <laughs> I was listening to the question. I forgot. He, he looked just, like a still photo. <laughs> he sat there and placidly just like watched the crow. moment crawl by. While you we know what, though, Stephen? It's your fault, Stephen, because you said this is based on something Kimmel brought up, and Jimmy was so excited. <laughs> Yeah, that I he was. had started the new thread. A little worried, actually, was the was the emotion I was feeling. And I'm also going to say that there's so much sunshine blaring through. I don't know which of the eight buttons is the lightning strike, so I'm frequently hitting the wrong one. None of them are now. All right, well, so be it, so be it. On episode one, James Albert Kimmel asked me what I was doing during the strike. That was going to be the first subject. What, what, what have yeah. all of us been doing during the strike? And it got sidetracked on taking your child to college, and we never got back to the subject. So I'd like to steal from Jimmy and Go just ahead. say, has anyone been doing anything during the strike to improve themselves? I'll start and say that I've been taking tap dancing I'm lessons. Like something dumb like tap dancing? I've oh, my God, I'm so lessons. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you did end up doing that, Stephen? What? You, you I have taken one lesson. It is very I'm difficult. It is it is extremely difficult thing to pick up at fifty nine. Oh, so you're not saying you took one lesson, got to the end, and went, got it, and left. <laughs> the teacher said it. The teacher's like, Mister Colbert, there's nothing left to teach you. I would love Can to. I say the problem with tap dancing is it looks easy. That's I know right. it's I know it's massively hard, but why put all this time into doing something that when people watch it, they're not that impressed. <laughs> <laughs> so you should try to make it a little bit harder, like go out there with weights on your ankles or something like that. I'm just saying juggling, right? If you see somebody juggle eight things, you don't think it's a trick. Whereas tap dancing, I feel like you could do it digitally. You could put a, a little sound box in your heels and you'd have the same effect. I'm, I'm with Seth. When, when I was four years old, I taped coins to the soles of my slippers. And I'm pretty sure I didn't take a lesson to do that. I'm trying to imagine you at four years old. Did you have the glasses when you were four years old? Uh, no, uh, not physically, but emotionally, yes. I was projecting glasses. I just wasn't wearing them yet. Didn't you show? Didn't I see a picture of you, John, when you were a kid, and you had you were wearing a sweater that says John. No, John Oliver. That's right. It was the whole, and it's this. It's putting the surname on there. I mean, it's less like here's a fun sweater for a kid, and more if lost, please return this, John. Yeah. Yeah. I'm you could actually just wonder. slip you into a mailbox and it would automatically get John back to Oliver. Mom. And you were like baby. it was really funny photo. And John, is it true that people kids called you four eyes long before you got glasses? Long before. Because they knew it was coming. And not not, not because they were optometrists, more because they went, it's <laughs> listen, even if you don't need corrective lenses, you do need glasses just to complete the person that you are. Stephen, <laughs> can I ask you a couple of questions about the tap dancing? Sure. I mean, I'm the host. I should be asking the questions, but go ahead. Yeah. Number one is the idea that you would learn enough tap dance so that on our first show back, on your first show back, you could tap dance for the audience. That's exactly the idea. Well, that was sort of the second idea. The first idea was 
when else do I have this forced downtime? Mm -hmm. Because COVID, we kept doing shows. This is like, I, I can do almost nothing associated with show business right now. And I thought, well, why not do have this skill that I've always kind of admired? And, yeah. and, and you, so you thought you'd be able to learn to tap dance in like five weeks. You have that uh, I always said this is at least a four month event. I from the beginning, I'm like, this is at least September. Would it's you why do you keep blowing up the negotiations? <laughs> Would you just, wait to go back? Just so I can routine? get to the next lesson. Yeah. Get the routine down. I personally call it and I go, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not that's like not good it. enough. Click. And then yeah, click, 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 click. Are you clicking with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Jimmy, the click wasn't the phone. No, no the phone that's the first step. Yeah, exactly. That's the beginning of a crap roll. <laughs> that's a real that's a real step. It is. I can do a crap roll. I mean, it's not that impressive, but I can do a cramp roll and a shuffle ball change and a I don't know. Can't remember. It's been I was supposed to have another lesson like two days after my first lesson, which was in May, but I've been busy. I tried to get a vasectomy while we've been on track this summer. And, Wait, and, it didn't, and it didn't. It didn't take. Well, I don't understand. Did well, you use a can opener? Find the tube. No. What happened was, and this is true. I is this a, wait, wait, wait a second. Before we start, did you actually try to get a vasectomy this summer? I, I did. I thought I was getting a vasectomy. I made an appointment to go to the urologist. I went on a Friday at around five o'clock. I sat in the doctor's office nervously. Uh -huh. I was by myself. My wife was out of town. Um, my kids were with my parents, and I thought, I'm going to get the vasectomy, I'm going to get in an Uber, and I'm going to head down to our beach house, right? So, what, uh, what Did you tell Molly? Oh, yeah, of course I told her, and she was happy. I don't know. Let's she, that out I of the tell story. her. She's demanding that I get a vasectomy. So <laughs> I go to the doctor, and I'm in the waiting room, and it's very busy for Friday at 5 o'clock, like really, really busy. I go in the doctor's office, and he gives me an examination. He's like, okay, yeah, I think uh, you're you're healthy. You're a good candidate. And I was like... All right, well, let's go. And he said, uh, "Well, no, no, this is not this is not happening today." Now I'd had like a night of not sleeping, worrying about this, dreading it, leading up to this deal, and now it's over, and I've got bags packed. I go out front of the place, and I call an Uber, and this kid shows up. He's driving the car. He's about twenty-two years old. He's from Mexico, and he hears me calling my my general practitioner. Dr. Agus on the telephone and he overhears me saying like, I thought I was getting, he's like, no, no, you weren't getting it today. There was a waiting period. And so I get in the car and the guy says, um, well, why would you get a vasectomy? This is my Uber driver. I said, well, you know, my you know, wife wants to, you know, wants me to get it and blah, blah, blah. He said, well, have you tried working out? <laughs> I said, well, which is an insult just to start with. I was like, how, and now I'm mad. I'm like, how would working out um, make me less viable? How would that, how is that possible? Do you want me to lift dead weights with your testicles? What's the plan? <laughs> then he wanted to know my testosterone number. He asked what it was, which I have wow. no idea. I don't even, he said, then he scolded me. He said, you should know your number. And then he asked me if I've tried semen retention and explained he's been doing this for a year. And it's really working great. He's much sharper now. Do we have a bunch of jars in the front seat? What is semen retention? <laughs> Nothing comes out. It's like holding in a sneeze? Yeah, it is like that. Is it, it's like muscle control. Honestly, I think it's something he learned about on one of these podcasts these young guys listen to and think they understand yeah. the world. He's in an ice bath when he's doing it. 
Yeah, probably. It's a cold mm-hmm. plunge type situation. Yeah. But he it said, produces more dopamine than cocaine, you know, Jamie, the ice, pl- ice bath plunge. Oh, yeah. that's, that's what they say, yeah. One of the things he said about semen retention is that whatever your desires are, you can manifest them in a faster way. And then he said him meeting me in the Uber was one of his desires, and mm-hmm. I'd been manifested somehow, and we had a very long ride home. He's you were manifested. How does it feel to know that you were manifested, physically manifested in his car Felt by pretty good. his backlog of jizz? <laughs> I think, Kimmel, I think you may have inadvertently clicked that box on the wrap to please talk to me about semen retention. It's on there, but it's just way down. I'm not what I did. thought you were talking about your doctor this whole time. <laughs> That's either a one-star or a five-star ride, and I think it might be both. Yeah. He is now my doctor, yes. As the host, I have a follow-up question. Go ahead. And so you were you thought it was happening that day. Yeah. Had you shaved? Yes, I had. I shaved my I shaved myself, which I don't know if you guys have ever done this, and I do want to know. Don't get me wrong. It's complicated, mm-hmm. and it's uh, a little bit To scary. say the least. It's scary, right? Because there's nothing smooth down there. It's like shaving chewing gum. Mm-hmm. High <laughs> risk, low reward. That's what, you're, that's what you're dealing with there. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's no have good. You have you considered Botox? <laughs> I have, on on my testicles yeah oh, they do that so uh, beautiful so well, beautiful no, your testicles never looked worried that's the great <laughs> thing about botox just like two pool they always, yeah they always look surprised i don't want now, them to lose their character jimmy when your doctor saw that you'd shaved that's the moment he knew you thought it was happening today it was right? weird because when he examined me and he it became obvious i shaved he said hello <laughs> <laughs> we got a shaver uh, i this uh the, in this downtime tried to kind of learn how to grill and stuff like that and like oh so, talk to talk me through that what are you doing suspects what kind of, what, or food uh food okay uh I, i'm not uh, what are you working on what's your equipment what do you got all right so i have two 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 things one is a kalamazoo grill yeah those are great i have one too yeah it's unbelievable. It's like a gas grill, but also has a drawer in the top. You could put charcoal or wood or all the stuff in it. And then I got a big green egg. I, 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 I egg it up. I'm an egg man. You have an egg. I am the egg man. <laughs> Cuckoo, cuckoo. Yeah. They, oh, they, I smoke the hell out of some, uh, I, I'm smoking fish. That's the level I'm at now. I'm smoking fish. This is what I want to talk to you. This is amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mine goes right to 900 degrees. So I've, you have to put the damper. You have to actually close one of I, the like one of the dampers at the top or the bottom, or else you're going to be smelting more lump like uh, like coal. So I yeah. use the hot dogs as coal as fuel. I just keep yeah. making more coal. <laughs> Endless. You want to get it to 900 degrees, and if you want to do the fish, one second on each side. <laughs> <laughs> you to- you have someone wait on the other side of the grill, and you toss it over the grill, and the person catches it. It's done. It lights really fast. Totally dig it. I get it. It's a lot of work. Yeah, that's a hard. That's not a beginner's model. And what have you been making besides hot dogs? I mean, hot dogs are you really you could just boil those. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, have you ever tried, by the way, boiling hot dogs in in, in beer? Oh yeah, sure. No, nope, yeah. I never have. No game changer. It's great. Works. Kids love it. I made like a couple things. Okay, and then I got into kebabs because I didn't understand those really. 
and why yeah. I don't quite get it. Now, kebabs, <laughs> can I just <laughs> offer you my thoughts on kebabs? Yeah, please. I've been waiting. Uh, they make no sense because meat and peppers and onions cook at different temperatures. And if you're going to do a kebab, you put all the onions on one kebab, you put all the peppers on another kebab, you put all the chicken on one and this idea that you know that these supermarkets they have the pre-made kebab with everything on it yeah so uh, no that's a that's a big no-no but then you have to re-skewer them yeah once well, you yeah. finish grilling them. sure if you're that lazy you're buying the pre-skewered items at the supermarket wait so when you eat your kebab the fun of it is to pull each thing off while you're eating and eat it in order no, I take the whole. I strip the whole kebab. Like it never you script I have a pile of stuff. I have a pile of chunks of ingredients. And you put I, dessert at the end. It's the whole meal. Yeah. It's, it's one marshmallow. Yeah. It's one marshmallow right at the end. I got metal kebabs on online. I was burning my fingers trying to take the stuff because I had a special button that can easily slide whatever you're doing on the kebab off the kebab. Mm-hmm. And I, burnt, I actually burnt myself. Because I didn't realize metal gets hot. <laughs> so you were starting. I feel like you didn't need a grilling book to start. You might have no. needed a fire book. A fire, fire good. Fire. fire good. Let me write this down. When we started this whole uh, text chain, the first Zoom, <laughs> I believe in our very first Zoom meeting, you were reading a book called Why yes. to Read Moby Dick, right, Jimmy? That was going to be your goal, was to read Moby Dick over the strike, but first you were reading why why you should read Moby Dick. I got really into Moby Dick. Yeah, I got super as much as you can get into it. I was like, wow. Did I you read Did you read Moby Dick? Not only did I not read Moby Dick, I didn't even finish the book. <laughs> why read Moby Dick? And you've been grilling whale. Yeah. That's right. I think it just got you thinking how to roast big meats. That's all you were thinking about. <laughs> that was your takeaway. <laughs> so you never like, finished. You never at. finished why you should read Moby Dick. That's it. Captain Ahab had a smoker no. on board. But that I did like it. I enjoyed, it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed why I read Moby Dick up mm-hmm. to a point, but I think I just got other things got just happened and yeah. I moved on. But I was for like maybe two, three weeks obsessed with the. Uh, well, maybe there needs to be a shorter book called Why Read, Why Read Moby Dick. That you could get, or, or or how to read, why to read Moby Dick, or just how to read, <laughs> how to read that would be hey, good. I'm already trying to read Fire. <laughs> I think that the what based on what fire? happened to Captain Ahab, the fact that you were only obsessed for two weeks and then able to put it down, I think that's a good to be able okay. to like let go of your obsession. Yeah, far yeah. healthier outcome. He'd be very impressed. I do, you have a, do you have a favorite character from the book you didn't read? Uh. uh Ishmael, the idea of the fact that it's this guy, and then he's like, he's, I would say, what is Ishmael in his 30s? Sure. And he wants to find for, him. For like, the gonna... purposes of the film, he'll be 17. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Chalamet's interested. I'm in. Uh, yeah. Am I directing? Yes. Also, I think all the letters of Ishmael are in Chalamet. It might be classic anagram casting. <laughs> Why, Fallon? What I don't about know, this? I, I don't ahead, know how we did it, but Herman. Herman Belleville just killed himself. I don't know how. <laughs> Again? Wait, that's impossible. It's I think he's rolling. Impossible. I think he's sitting up in his grave to Ooh. take notice. Or is that's he right, to put a gun a in his mouth and lie back down? Because you know what? He smells back end. He, he smells his Money. beak wet. Well, let's see how this oh. the negotiations go. Uh-huh. Kimmel, is there any chance Chalamet could play the Uber driver who retains his semen? He wouldn't be right for the role. Uh, it would have to be like a... Because um, it's not believable that Timothy Chalamet would retain 
See I guess if he grew a ponytail like the guy who drove me, then yes, he could do it. But um, that so would that's take it. Time. The ponytail is the only thing that gave you hesitancy. By the way, when did everyone shave their beards? Like last yeah, podcast, true. everyone, almost everyone had a beard, and now I'm the only bearded one. Well, we did all leave our pubes super long. By the way, I to loop back, you went in and the guy said you were a good candidate for it. Who? What's a bad candidate? A woman would be a bad candidate. <laughs> okay. A little boy there. would be a bad candidate. Nick Cannon would be a bad candidate. Wouldn't take. Yeah, no. Have no effect whatsoever. <laughs> the retention wall. I, I haven't impro- I haven't improved myself in any way, by the way, Stephen. I, I, no, I, I've regressed as a person, as I did during COVID. I think as someone with young kids, I feel that whenever anyone says, what are, you, are you getting better during this time? The answer was always, no, I'm not. No, kids are filling every available space in my day and head. Yeah. Or I'm do- actually, you know, I just, I'm doing stand-up. I just got, I just, yesterday, I just got back from Boston. I went to see, I think, I would argue one of the greatest monuments in Boston's history now, and that is that slide that the cop went down in the greatest movie yeah. this year. The cop who thundered down the children's slide and smashed his face into the floor before yelling, "Oh fuck!" Okay, I want to get to. I want to get to this. Gets to my next subject, John. What are the stories that you wished you could have been on the air for over the last four months? And that's the teaser. This isn't the segment yet, because before we get to that segment, I think it might be time to listen to one of our sponsors. Oh, but before we do that, here's my little surprise. I have a quiz for us. Oh, okay. This is going to be that I'm going to impose structure on our podcast because that's the I one I love. The- I love what we've done so far, but there's zero structure. Hey, Fallon, there's great news. It's the quiz is about the first line of Moby Dick. <laughs> I got this. I got here's it. the quiz. I want to Yelp reviews of all of our shows. Oh, okay. okay. And I'm going to read you. And these were people who attended our shows live okay. and what they had to say. And I will read you the first of these and you tell me which of us it relates to. Oh, great. Oh, I love this. This is my kind of quiz. Thank you. Okay. If you are a senior and not all over social media, don't expect to get the show exclamation mark. It is cold in there. Take a sweater. Oh. Who show? Oh, who shows that a Yelp review of? I will only say because it's the same theater. I've never been colder than when I did David Letterman, so I'm going to say it's you, Colbert. That that Letterman temperature was absolutely, genuinely breathtaking. So it's got to be you. I think it's, it's me. My, me. It is it's you. me. It's yeah. me. Yeah. It's me. The yeah. only room I've ever been in that's colder is my brother was in Pee Wee Herman's Broadway show. Rest in peace, Paul yeah. Rubens. And that was the coldest room I'd ever been in because of all the makeup. I thought I thought Letterman was colder. I was in that. It was starting. Letterman cold, is Letterman, colder than my show. I was amazed Letterman that you couldn't see show. your breath when you're on Letterman. It was that when, cold. Did you ever like? You ever, ever? Did all of us go on Letterman? Did everybody do, Dave? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Backstage, right before you went on, you're in you're in the wings on the right, and and Biff would be there. Yeah. Before yeah. you go on, and he would go, look, and he'd point at the thermostat and tell you how cold it was that night. And I swear, I was out there one night, and it was like 57. It's insane, insane. But I, I, I've always respected that, even from my Second City days way back. I love, I call it comedy weather. Like if the room's really cold, then the audience, their teeth are chattering. That's really close to laughter. Like it's, they, you yeah. almost laugh as a defense mechanism. I love a cold room. I took my shirt off on Letterman once, the first time I was on, and it, even then, the, I didn't notice the cold because I was so terrified. 
And did Dave say we're not doing the vasectomy today? <laughs> but you're a good candidate. The bit was that I, uh, when I was a teenager, I had a tattoo of Dave put on my chest. And I, it was great because I had this elaborate tattoo drawn on my chest and then a little one of Paul on my shoulder. And I got bumped the first time I was on Letterman. So <laughs> I was actually relieved to be bumped. But you're in hair and makeup. Dal, for baby doll took me out for dinner. This is uh, Stephen and I, our mutual manager. He took me out for dinner afterwards. And they were very upset. And we had a bunch of drinks. And I got back to the hotel and completely forgot about the tattoo until I was in the bathroom. I took off my shirt and there was Dave looking right back at me. Does bumping ever happen on any of your shows? I I don't think I've ever bumped. I've anybody. never bumped a person, and I know I don't it. either. Yeah. Okay. Jimmy? But, no, I have not. Never. John, have you ever bumped Ashmagaga Shmula Mulligan? What's his name again? You made him no, a cake we, to apologize, no, right? No, we, we we asked for time to go long that day. Yeah, right. it was one cold. more. Okay, that's good. All, All right, right. One, sorry, more? Yeah. Only one more. Only one more. One more. No, because we got well, the next one's for the next break. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so these these are all all this quiz is being sponsored by our friends at Bullet Bourbon. Great. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Not funny. Talking head. Go woke. Go broke. His show is a failing train wreck. <laughs> That's me, a hundred percent. I would say it's Seth also, not because I think he's a failing train wreck, but because I think he, he they would talk call him a talking head based on the format of his show. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'll go Seth too. Is everybody going Seth here? No. Where, where are you going, Fallon? Are you going Seth? I mean, I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's me. These are people who attended a live show. And they go woke. Go woke, go broke. Go broke. Jimmy, there's a nine minute time limit on your answer. <laughs> when you hear the when you hear the lightning sound effect, you're halfway. You could <laughs> roast an entire brisket in the time. Four possible answers. Only four yeah. possible answers. I'll go with that. Jimmy okay. Camel. It is Jimmy Camel. Wow. Will you yeah. read that back to me? Not funny. Talking head. Go woke, yes. go broke. His show is a failing train wreck. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, the more, I should have guessed that. Yeah. The more I, think I, about it. Yeah, I, think I picked a particularly harsh one for you because... Mean you know, tweets? Mean tweets. I thought yeah. mean tweets How does it feel? Oh, Tables there. turned. Oh, mm -hmm. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> right. So we have we have, very we have quiet. thank you. We have three more. Do you want me to do a third one now or save three for the next break? I, I want to say why I think that was Kimmel and why I should have known it was Kimmel. Okay. I think you have the highest likelihood that someone might go to your show in LA and be uh, shocked by something they perceive as woke. I see. You know, I I I realize like who would come to my I could see somebody like coming across mine on television and being disgusted, but you got to put a lot of work in to come to sit in my audience and then be surprised. Are you saying that we're just randomly roping people in off the street who are walking by? No, I'm just, uh, I'm painting LA with a broad brush, which is that I think <laughs> Kimmel, your audience end is... up in studios that they maybe did not plan as well. Kimmel, your audience is mostly just a uh, Hollywood Boulevard Batman, isn't it? It is. It is <laughs> hey, you know what? It's funny you mentioned that because there is a story I was thinking I would tell you guys where I, I will save it because I've talked already too much. But maybe in the next episode, have me tell the story of when Batman tried to kill me. Wow. Got it. Okay, I'll do the third one and we'll have two for the last. Ready? Yes. Third one. If things were as bad as he says, 
and he cared as much as his persona appears to, he would John, not John be Allen. on TV. John Allen. That is a hundred percent me. And that is and what was the what was the end of that? What was the last part? He would go back to England. <laughs> he would not <laughs> he would not be on TV. He yeah. would not be on TV. Yeah, that's a fair yeah. hit. That's a fair that's, hit straight through the heart. Yeah. That's that's the problem there is that's not from Yelp. That <laughs> is from someone's substack. Because oh. it's really hard to find people who say something shitty about you, John. <laughs> I, there's, I found plenty of stuff about Let the rest of Let me introduce us. you to my <laughs> yeah. family. Well, I think right. they know that there's no limit of money John will spend on an elaborate prank if you go after him. That's right. Yeah. I, I, am, I am petty, and I have access to HBO's production budgets, <laughs> and I'm willing to weaponize them. Yeah. yeah, I don't want you baking a cake for me. I didn't know we were on Yelp. This is news to me. <laughs> yeah, Why are we on Yelp? Because it's a place to go and a thing to do. And like, oh, this is what it was like to be in the audience. Oh, okay. All right. All right. It's time for our first sponsor. Okay, great. Good folks at Bullet Bourbon who have generously uh, sent us a lot of, of, of liquor. If, we're, if this ever shows up on YouTube or something, you'll see behind me in front of the fish painting a full bar. The brown bottle there is beautiful bullet frontier bourbon and uh, delicious notes of cherry we've done these ads before we read them live i mm -hmm. thought today we could have the ad read in a way that actually highlights some of the goals of the wga because ai is a big part of the wga's uh what, what do we say demands or does that sound rough demands negotiating platform a big part of the wga's negotiating a uh, position Mm -hmm. is that we can't be working for robots. So we have to have some rules in place about the use of AI. And I'd like to highlight that right now by running an ad voiced by one or all of us without any of your permission. I've created the ad using AI. Great. Okay. Mike, you've got all of their voices, right? Correct. What do you, who do you, what do you, have you listened to all of them? Just briefly. Okay. Let's go. Let's go with John Oliver. We have another great sponsor on for today's show, Bullet Frontier Whiskey. Those are our friends that make some great tasting whiskeys like Bullet Bourbon, Bullet Rye, Bullet 10-Year-Old, and Bullet Barrel Strength, and we toast them for supporting Strike Force 5. Some fun facts for you whiskey fans out there. Bullet is inspired by an old family recipe over 150 years ago and is made using a distinctive high rye recipe which gives them a bold, spicy, and smooth taste. Always thought it had a very cool bottle, and it makes a mean Manhattan or old-fashioned and definitely great on the rocks. I noticed the words Frontier Whiskey on the bottle and went to their website, bullet.com, and uh, saw they have this pioneer project where they are providing support and uh, mentorship for those breaking ground in art, sustainability, food, and technology, given what the proceeds from Strike Force 5 is uh, supporting. I thought that was cool. I will drink to that as always. Please drink responsibly. Uh, Bullet Bourbon Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 45% alcohol by volume. The Bullet Distilling Company, Louisville, Kentucky. Stop it, Mike, stop. Hold on a second. How did you do this? So we're what all, we're all this? we got a year left till we're all we're dead. Fucked. We're totally I use the internet. I use the internet. Holy oh, man. so it wasn't like, you just Crack got to this. I'm cracking this open. We're fucked. It's over. I don't understand what's happening here. How did you do that? I just fed. I missed the. I, I the fed a clip. I fed a clip into uh, what? Into oh, a, a AI generator. I joined an AI generator and I joined it at a level that allows you to use it for commercial uses. 
and and it generated that. So anyway, this is why the guild's got to hold the line. This is why SAG's got to hold the line because we're all going to be replaced by robots by yeah. Christmas if we don't. Like any experiment with AI, it's fun for a second, and then there's just this chilling sensation of the times rolling right in. Hundred percent. I just heard in the other room while it was happening. I heard my wife having a conversation with me, <laughs> and I'm here. How did it go? Yeah, be better I, than the ones when I have with her go. I, we seem I to be getting to, on like a house on fire. I need to know what this website was because I'm going to do some terrible things with this technology. <laughs> Terrible things. Sure. That cost me 30 bucks, by the way. Mm. 30 bucks, and I own you now. Wow. We don't need to do this podcast anymore. No, it's fine. We can just have it do it for us. I like that to sound like me. They just had to find a way to give AI a nasal cold. All right. Welcome back uh, to Strike Force 5. We're here with uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon and Seth Meyers and John Oliver. And I'm I'm this episode's host, Stephen Colbert, though really not demonstrating a lot of control of the conversation so far. I'm getting big footed by Kimmel in a pretty big way. I disagree. (laughs) I think it's balanced. Really? Yeah. Should it should it how balanced should it be if one person's supposed to be the host, Jimmy Fallon? Oh, interesting. I didn't know the rules. Yeah. I thought we were all just jumping in. Well, <laughs> then why don't we just all host, Jimmy? Why don't we just all host? I'm going to be like this for every episode. I didn't know I was holding back. Jimmy, you're the host for episode five, so you got to, you know, you have to be yeah. ready. Host yeah, step up, man. Five, I'm thinking episode five, I want to get into relationships. Oh, Ooh, that's nice. Well, okay. today, episode three, uh, in the B block, as we call it in the biz, um, we're going to talk about what are the stories that have been in the conversation of our nation since May 2nd when the strike began that you – what the, the moment that you saw it and went, okay, I really wish I was on the air just to talk about that. Um, I've got one in mind. Oliver knows what it is, so he's not going to take it. What is the story? Well, I, for me, it's 215 pounds. Sure. I mean sure. – you know that was that was a great moment in the six three two hundred and fifteen pounds yeah <laughs> football body sure Muhammad Ali was six two two fifteen I think well they're practically the same guy I mean they're just I mean from a physical standpoint like some, you might think one was the other if you didn't know that Ali had passed away equally poetic anybody here two fifteen. It is amazing that we've missed three Trump indictments. There's three yeah. indictments. You've got Giuliani Four. getting Four. charged. We missed on three. Reagan. We were on for one. Which was that? Oh, the that was uh, the New York Alvin, one. Alvin Bragg, we, right? Yeah. And then we missed. We, uh, we yeah. missed an entire that's St. Joseph's baby indictment. We missed an entire Russian coup attempt. We, we missed yeah. Putin potentially falling for whatever it was, eighteen hours before all of us desperately googled who Prigozhin was. Yeah. And yeah, then a we... weird deal in Belarus, and then a man walking around alive that we all thought was going to be dead, then the most predictable plane crash in human history. It's amazing. And the greatest detail of the entire story, he started his career as a hot dog vendor in St. Petersburg. He was a hot dog vendor. Boiled him in beer. <laughs> now, when you board a flight and you see Prigozhin on it, John, mm-hmm. is that no. just your nightmare? That's worse than a guy taking his shoes off next to you on a plane. Oh, I, I think I think it's up I would still against. rather fly with Prigozhin than on Allegiant Airlines. Hold on, I gotta write back that. I, I just read just before this that the not, announced that I think Putin it's a no not... on Allegiant as a sponsor. <laughs> the, the, uh, 
The Kremlin just announced that Putin is not going to be attending the funeral, which seems... Uh, oh. I know. I think it's just too much for him, right? <laughs> this traditional way, opening a bottle of champagne and saying, it is done. I flew this summer and I had a, my plane couldn't take off because something happened to the toilet on the plane. And I only bring it up because the captain, when we, because we, we had boarded the plane and then he found out we had to go back to the gate. And it was the most I'd heard a captain sound like a frustrated stepdad because <laughs> he dropped all pretense. He's like, well, someone flushed something. They're not supposed to flush. I, I He almost, you could tell he wanted to say the shitter's broken. <laughs> He's like, so we got to go back. And, uh, and I'm going to tell you this much. When we fix it, it's not going to be fixed good enough to use it. So if you don't want to, if you wouldn't think you're going to have to go to the bathroom on this plane, you should just wait till tomorrow. Like every, it was so, and I think it was great, a great play by him because then no one, he took the position of being the angriest about it. Right. And so everybody then acted like, had a place of sympathy for him. I feel like captains should do that more often. The ultimate power move would have been for a guy just to proudly walk up the aisle after that announcement with a copy of the day's newspaper. Because <laughs> I'm saying, I'm doing it. It is my right. <laughs> They're like, don't you have luggage? He's like, I did. Uh, all right, Prigozhin, I feel like... Cocaine at the White House? Thing. I feel like everything we missed, uh, crazier things will happen when we're back. Well, I think politically that just won't go away. Anything in like the political realm, that's just because that's such a broken yeah. record. That's going to be there for us. For me, <laughs> it was you. the um, for me, it was the Somali sprinter, the w woman who had never actually run before in her life, who was at the world championship games for the hundred meter. Do you guys see this? Yeah, I did. Have you yeah. seen this? You never you didn't no. see this, Seth? No, I'm very excited. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually gonna we're gonna I'm gonna find her. I'm gonna share screen. Hold on. Okay. Because it's completely worth it. Keep in mind that this woman is like the nephew or the I mean she's like the niece of uh the head of the athletic association in Somalia. Somali <laughs> sprinter. It's a pretty cool uncle, by the way, to let that happen. Okay, you don't, there's going to be no audio, but you actually don't need audio for okay, this. Great. This will be great for the listeners. You'll get that. <laughs> <laughs> see if I can work out the audio. No okay. one spends more time trying to bring up visual aids that none of our listeners are going to see than Stephen here. Well, because I, I will say, I hate, I hate the sound effect of the lightning bolt, but at least I appreciated that the listeners could hate it with me. By the way, it's thunder. It's not lightning, Seth. But okay. How dare you? Can you guys see this? So the 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 shorter woman in the in the uh, full blue outfit there, mm -hmm. uh, third in from the right, she is not a runner, but they hadn't they hadn't sent anybody to the games for this competition. So the head of the athletic association in Somalia said, "Hey, let's send her," and she said, "Okay, I'll do that." So I feel fine enjoying this because no one made him send her, and and she went. But wow. what I love about it is that you get a real sense of how fast actual Others athletes are. are yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So this is the moment a Somali sprinter finished the hundred meter. Uh, and again, if, if you were it's, listening, you will you will enjoy none of this. Yeah. Uh, 22, 22 seconds it took her to. Oh, here we go. They're, and they're <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Okay, that's wild. It's that's really unbelievable. Yeah, Unbel fantastic. No, wait, wait. It's not over. It's not Where over. She's not over the 
Ready? And a little and a little skip. There you go. Yeah. So she's happy. So I feel good about that. I wanted to be on air and I wanted to challenge her to a race. Because oh, I think I could take that. her and then do it for charity. Like, yeah. you know, maybe we could and still do it. I charity. challenge. Can't we do it? For I the challenge podcast? her to a race. Yeah, we'll do it well, for this race. I challenge her to a race and all the money goes, you know, to our staffs. I'm perfect. And you, we won't film it. We'll just describe what's <laughs> happening. Wait, but what money? Who's going to give money for this? What? I mean, what money will we get? People will then give you yeah. money for winning. Yeah, what what product wants to put their name on this awful race? <laughs> Maybe Metamucil. <laughs> the fun thing is Steven shared a screen with us, and it was his YouTube page, and all the suggested videos were clips from his show. <laughs> because we've been showing uh, reruns for you know months uh, when you I mean, obviously have no knowledge of what episode we're showing day to day, but when people online get mad about something you did three months ago, yeah, where it becomes yeah. news. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, I well, guess you missed well, that the first time around. Yes, I enjoy that when, like, literally a year before, and someone will go, can you believe this guy? Mm. And then it'll, and then it has a little cycle. It has, like, nine days. I like when they say video surfaces. Yeah, it didn't surface. We put <laughs> we it on it. the air. We aired it. Surface. We aired it, Not and then we put body. it on YouTube, and we monetize you clicking on it. <laughs> That's how it surfaced. There's a whole there's a whole organization at CBS who's trying to surface our videos. I would say that whenever the strike is over, you can do your 215 joke. You can do 215 pound yeah. jokes. That that'll be there. I'll never be able to do the Somali sprinter. That's lost. <laughs> I think that's, that's what people don't no. understand, right? They say like if you if you miss comedy indictments, you know that with that kind of story, it comes around. They're ever present. It goes on and on. It's the it's the lightning strikes that you miss. I don't think you can do. I don't think you can do the two fifteen jokes when we come back because I don't think he can hold that weight. What What I will say <laughs> is, if Elon Musk does fight Mark Zuckerberg in the Colosseum in Rome, I am breaking the strike. Um, that's that's I think that's too. Wait, much. is that you is that where they is that where they're saying now in the Colosseum? No, that's what they were trying to do. That's what that's what they were suggesting. I'm not even against it if they respect the Colosseum the is a the church now. The Colosseum is actually a Roman Catholic church. It's not actually a place where you kill each other anymore. Well, that's I don't been know a few it's... centuries now. It'd be fun if everybody got old-fashioned slingshots for that event. Yes, you know? exactly. Everyone in the audience it's got to just pelt them. Both guys came in, and they yeah. think it's them fighting each other, but in fact, it's us pelting them. Yes, yeah. and then it's just Elon using Zuckerberg as a human shield. It's like Santa Claus at the at the Philly game, that football game. <laughs> the best. Well, they threw oh, batteries man. at him, right? They threw batteries at Santa play. Claus's head. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was Philadelphia reaching its final form. Yeah. Can you believe how cut Z uh, Zuckerberg is, though? Have you seen? Oh, he's so hot. <laughs> I didn't say hot. <laughs> but why did I didn't say hot? That, I said that, cut. He's you know you know what did, that, That's a bad candidate for a vasectomy right there. Zuckerberg yeah. right now, bad yeah. bad candidate. Was he having a weigh-in or something? Why did, I saw that photo too. I think he just trains, does kickboxing yeah. training. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're all looking to fill something deep yeah. in their soul that can't be filled. I want the people who are making the decisions about the future of mankind, I need them to be good at kicking. <laughs> a really important part of it for me. Steven, I want to disagree with you on something. I think you 100% can go back to the Somali race and should go to the Somali race because you saw in this, not many of us had heard about the story. You can okay. do this. 
All right. Do it. You could do it full year later, I think, on the anniversary. I don't, I don't know about a year later because she'll have raced again. And it's probably going to be really fast this time. And it should be better, Any right? way that you could be entered into the race? Like, can you get a dual citizenship in the meantime for the next Olympics? For next year, say, send me from Somalia? That's correct. I'm convincingly Somali. When you watch the uh, the sprinter, go back and sync it up with the podcast Dark Side of the Moon style so that you can hear... We should put in we should put in a starter's pistol. Wizard of Oz, Dark Side of the Moon. When it when the clocks I know exactly what you're talking. This is fantastic. Exactly. So when you play the podcast, when you hear the silence, that's when you start the video, the YouTube video. Yeah. It's worth it. Take edibles like an hour ahead of time. Take edibles when the podcast starts and then sync up the yeah. visual of the race. Do you ever why, should we, why should we be the only ones? Yeah. Do you have people over the over the house? You have like a party, and they want to show you a funny YouTube video, and you just go, oh. "Just please don't." Just I don't. hate that. Yeah, I hate Absolutely it. Don't. It, it never works. It's a hostage situation. Never. It never works. You go. I sure it is funny. Let's just have the party. Everyone's having a good time. Talk. Let's have. Let's have music. Food. I couldn't agree more. And yet, I'm sure I have done that. I, have we all caught up on the stories we would have talked about? I don't think yeah. Fallon threw one out. Is the one you would have loved to have talked about, but I mean, I miss talking. You know what? I really miss some of the people that are that are that have these movies out and, and these big things to have a little victory lap. You know, like that's really true. Your, your Barbies, your Oppenheimers, Greta Gerwig. Yeah, I would. I would. Uh, she's m- missing out on this. Thing. I don't know. I, I think she had a giant summer. Have and you guys I, noticed that you don't know things are coming out or coming back? And I was wondering if that's because. There's a general lack of promotion or because we're used to these actors and directors, et cetera, coming to us and telling us, yeah, I got this movie coming out and we watch the movie. I don't know whether it's a personal. Is, is that how you find out things are coming out? Someone comes on your show? Absolutely. We sort of have a concierge service for our promotion. I have found that over the last three months, I know very little of what is going on. I really don't. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's. What's, what movies are out? I don't know anything because wow. I'm not paying attention. Yeah, I miss all that. All right. Hey, uh, S- Stephen, not to hijack, and let me just say on behalf of the other four of us, you're doing an incredible job hosting this episode. Thanks, man. But, but it's I, time for another ad? Yeah, I thought maybe. Okay. Well, then it's time for another quiz to lead into the ad. Because oh, this quiz, oh, nice. this part of the quiz is hosted by our friends at Mint Mobile, specifically mm. our friend Ryan Reynolds. Okay, so... Lay off your garbage political intro monologue. I want to laugh, not listen to that trash. Mm. I think process of elimination now, that's got to be me. It's possible that I'm repeating. You it is possible. Put, you know what? You don't think I put thought into that, Seth? I, res- I respect the trickery. I do respect the trickery. I still think it's me. I oh, agree. I think like, it's Seth. Like all of the above type of thing. Like it could be Colbert again. It could be. I'm going to abstain. Uh, it, well, it is Seth because I wrote that. <laughs> it is it is you said garbage instead of rubbish to cover your tracks yeah yeah Mark. Mark. Uh, it is uh it is jimmy fallon jimmy fallon wow oh. lay off your garbage political intro monologue jim mm. yeah. all right last one maybe confusing us last one before we go into our mint mobile ad so grateful to the folks at mint mobile yeah and bullet but mint mobile now this was so fun, so much better than Stephen Colbert. <laughs> the waiting area was so comfortable. Loved this show, and the host is so awesome. 
That's definitely not us. Our waiting area is like Hitler's bunker, so we're out. NBC has a nice waiting area. Yeah, it's definitely it's Jimmy or me. It's got it a great is set. It is set. Yeah. It is set. It's a great waiting area. Couldn't find anything negative about you, Seth. Well, I will say, but the positive you found is is based on the waiting area. So I do. Before the show began, it was wonderful. Oh my God, the Art Deco walls of Thirty Rock. Yeah. Okay, uh, Mike. That takes us to our next commercial with our friends at uh, Mint Mobile. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile. I know what you're thinking, Ryan Reynolds. You're a giant movie star. Why aren't you a guest on this show instead of doing one of the ads? Well, that's a great question, Ryan. And one I asked literally every single one of the hosts multiple times. Four of them didn't reply at all, and one simply replied, who dis, with a zany face emoji. I think you can guess which one that was. So yes, I had Mint Mobile buy ad space to tell you Mint just lowered its prices, so now you can get unlimited for just $15 a month. For a limited time. And right when Big Wireless is raising its prices. And that's the only reason I bought this ad space. No sad, validation-seeking celebrity trying desperately to get into the new hot thing here. Just me, premium wireless for $15 a month. And we don't need any of you. I mean, we need customers, obviously. I meant any of you late-night hosts. Oh, this is getting sad. Just visit mintmobile.com, please, and don't, don't tell them about this ad, okay? $45 upfront required, plus tax and fees. Three-month promo rate renews at full price. Limited time for new customers only. Data speeds reduced after 40 gigabytes per month for unlimited. Video streams at 480p. Visit mintmobile.com. That was an AI Meryl Streep at the end, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think what we should do to thank Ryan Reynolds for being so generous, for really jumping in and giving a lot of money for us to give to our staffs is feed his voice into that AI <laughs> voice generator and okay. produce some, uh, some kind of an anti-American manifesto, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. that you will never recover from. Mike, could you send me that ad as a separate file? Will and do. Just, and cut off the little disclaimer, the lady talking at the end, so I just get Ryan Reynolds. Mm. Uh, and I can generate this within one minute. Anything you want him to say, I can do. Just have him read Mein Kampf. <laughs> See how likable he is after that. <laughs> I'm worried this is going to backfire, and he's so likable that Thanks, people right. are going to start reading Mein Kampf. That's a very, very you're right. That's playing <laughs> with fire. We should have all, that's a very good idea. Uh, that's so nice. Uh, Mint Mobile. Thank you, Mint Mobile. Thank you, Ryan. John Oliver, do you, you, are you teasing what the next episode is going to be about? Wow. Oh. Wow. Yes, the, ne- the next episode, uh, that's episode four, as this was episode three, uh, is uh, going to be mainly about other late night shows that are not our own and parts oh. of those shows that we've liked. It's favorite our- moments from the great Favorite moments from those shows. And also we'll be getting Jimmy Kimmel's when he was nearly murdered by Batman story. That's right. And hopefully by then I will have Anastasio Somoza's pants. And you're going to do a tap dance routine in them. And I, I have a picture of my mom as a, as a nun. I believe Kimmel is getting his vasectomy live during the podcast as well. Oh, I'd love it if one of you would assist. Stalin's got some barbecue equipment that could do it, I think. <laughs> I have just received uh, Ryan Reynolds' uh, voice. Okay, here we go. There is Ryan Reynolds. Let this be a lesson to anyone who dares sponsor this show. I am Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile. At Jimmy Kimmel's second vasectomy, I would be honored to shave his testicles. That and more on the next episode of Strike Force 5, Death to America. 
It wasn't that good. It wasn't that good. The it was pretty good. It's, it's no, perfect. It's good enough for it's good for the podcast. I'll it say needs that. more work. It needs more work. <laughs> I see. Oh, you're saying that AI is inferior technology that could never replace us. Absolutely. 100%. I was just going to say, probably in an hour, it'll be where you need it to be, Jimmy, based on how fast it learns. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't the plan <laughs> to say that it AI didn't I, I work. Don't think it, it yeah, it was the plan until it was that fucking good. No, wait a second. <laughs> we're kidding. not saying, I don't think we're saying AI doesn't work. We're saying AI right. is a thing that you actually yes, have to negotiate some limitations on because it's so that good. is correct yeah, exactly yeah. so that's just another reason right, why so we the guild has to hold the line on ai if only to protect ryan reynolds yeah oh, that that poor guy. i can't believe he said those things yeah, yeah that's, those are career-ending things to say i knew he yeah. felt them i didn't think he'd say them but a great career it's over well ladies and gentlemen that's episode three of strike force five jimmy just one just at the end, can I request a lightning strike or will you not even give it to me if I ask for one? I will willingly provide a lightning strike at any time. Oh, now it's a lightning strike. Whatever you want to call it. It's thunder. Are you ready for it? Yes. Bring the thunder. Let's all say it together on the next episode of Strike, strike Force, Force 5. Five. Oh, hey Mike, remember when? Uh, remember when I promised that it was going to be shorter? That was a, uh, that was a lie.